The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, these days we all seem to know someone who suffers from Alzheimer's or dementia. So listen close this week as we discuss ways you can keep your brain in tip-top shape as you grow older. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, joining us today is nutritional consultant and certified natural health professional, Valerie Hall. Valerie appears in front of thousands of people each year and speaks on a variety of topics as well as giving many seminars at Mother's Market. Welcome back, Valerie. How are you? Kim, it's awesome to be back. I'm doing just wonderfully. Thanks. Well, it's great to have you here. And before we get to today's topic, please fill our audience on your background in your nutrition. Well, my goodness, I can't believe it's been 20 years already since I started studying nutrition. And I love to share all the things that I've learned because it's so helpful for people. I've been able to help a lot of my friends and family and many people who've consulted with me over the years. And I love to do radio programs and consumer lectures. I'm in Mother's Market often doing that. So uh, it's just a real pleasure to be able to share that kind of knowledge that I've accumulated. I love your passion. And we talk about that often every time you're on the show. And today we're talking about brain health. And so why are so many people with brain problems? Why do we have brain problems as we get older? You know, our poor little brain is a very sensitive organ, and there are a bunch of things in our lifestyle and food supply that are really causing some trouble. Everything from processed foods, vitamin deficiencies, lack of using our brain, lack of brain exercise, if you will, mm -hmm. that type of thing, all cause our brain just to kind of fall apart. And they're now finding that sugar is one of those things. So there's really quite a few things that might be driving the brain to not function at its optimal level. So, um, yeah, sugar is a, a huge problem. I remember you, we talked about this before, and... Um and brain exercise, too. You mentioned that. Do you have any um, ideas of how yes, to Yes, you know, you that? can even, they even have websites now with things to help keep your brain active. But even things like reading instead of watching TV is really good for your brain, Gives it, activates different things. Doing things like crossword puzzles, playing card games, uh, where you're actually using your brain for things. And then if you really want to go gung-ho, you could do something like learn a new language or learn mm -hmm. a foreign uh, or a musical instrument, because then you're really creating new pathways through the brain. I remember when I first started studying nutrition, I used to think that the brain was as it was when you were born and it didn't change much. Now they know, they call it neuroplasticity, where our brain is constantly evolving, constantly making new connections. So at the end of this interview, our brains will be different than they were when we started. And thank you, because I want to fill my brain up and I always want to keep learning. So Excellent. Yes, yes. Uh, why, what are the worst foods for our brains? You just mentioned sugar. Sugar, and sugar in all of its forms, um, which include things like raw sugar, which tries to sound healthier, but it's not. It's still sugar, it's no matter sugar. how you slice it. Um, right? Agave nectar, which is a uh, from the agave cactus. It turns into blood sugar more slowly, but it still turns into huge amounts of blood sugar. It just takes two hours instead of one hour. Mm -hmm. They're calling many forms of dementia, diabetes type 3 now. So they're linking the high blood sugar levels and the high insulin levels that correspond to that to brain damage. Mm. And another food group that really raises our blood sugar a lot are the grain products. 
anything from flour and bread and cereal to potatoes and pasta and rice, all of those starchy kinds of foods turn into blood sugar very quickly. And so they end up behaving a lot like sugar in our bodies, especially when they are processed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, processed flour, things like that. So that's another one that's really tough on our brain. There are some oils that are very difficult for the brain too, particularly the hydrogenated oils. And years ago when they told us saturated fat was going to be bad for us and unsaturated fats were going to be better, that's never been proven. That's a theory to this day, and it's an unproven theory because it's wrong. So even... Um, the FDA has backed down a little bit on their stance on cholesterol, but they're still vilifying saturated fat. And the reality is we were better off with lard than we were with margarine. Mm -hmm. And certainly things like corn oil and canola oil, which we were told were going to be healthier for us, absolutely are not. They are not building healthy cell membranes anywhere in our body, and that's especially important in the brain. So hydrogenated oils, of course, we all pretty much know that those are bad now. So anything that's partially hydrogenated or totally hydrogenated. The brain is about 60% fat. So the quality of the oils that we eat has a huge impact on the cell membranes themselves and how well they can function. So as an alternative to some of those um, oils, uh, what would you suggest? So like I like organic coconut oil yeah, is perhaps the very best thing you can do for your brain. It's fantastic for your memory. It's really good for so many different things, but I'm reading articles on that, using that for children with learning disabilities, people with elderly memory decline, and it's a great thing to help maintain a good healthy brain as we go through life. A minimum of two tablespoons a day of coconut oil, and for some of these more serious brain problems, natural health educators are recommending up to nine tablespoons of coconut oil a day. Hmm. It's great mixed into coffee or tea as a as like a creamer. Uh, it's also excellent, you know, if you're going to do a little oatmeal or something like that, you could spread it on whole grain crackers, you could fry with it, with it. Uh, there's a wonderful website, coconutoil.com. Mm. Couldn't be easier. <laughs> Thousands yes. of recipes for coconut oil. And they have some that is that tastes like coconut and some that does not, that's neutral taste. So when I'm doing scrambled eggs, for example, I don't want them to taste like coconut. So I use right. the neutral for that. Oh. But it's also, it's, it's impossible to store weight with coconut oil. It contains something called medium chain triglycerides, MCTs they call those. And you, can't, you can only burn them as energy. You cannot store them as fat on your body. So really good for helping to keep our weight balanced, great for our brain, feeds the thyroid and helps give us energy so I'm a huge fan of coconut oil. I even like it topically on the skin. Fantastic to use coconut oil for so many different things in the kitchen and as a skin or hair treatment. Wow. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> uh, what food, uh, foods and lifestyle changes can we make to support our brain health? You know, making our brain more active, you know, choosing to do things where we're learning, where, we, where we're actually using our brain. Very important. And exercise, they're finding, is really important, too, because then that helps the circulation to the brain. And while blood doesn't go into very much of the brain, it's, it goes into a little bit of the brain stem, and the rest of the brain is separated by the blood-brain barrier. But we still need really good uh, circulation 
to deliver oxygen and nutrients across that blood-brain barrier. So exercise, they're finding, is a very important thing for the brain. Food-wise, eating lots of vegetables, good quality oils. We talked about coconut oil as being one of those. Extra virgin olive oil is another really good oil. And organic grass-fed butter is mm. excellent for us. So those are all going to be good oils for the brain. And, um, and then make sure that you're getting adequate protein because we need proteins and, the, and our dietary fats are what we manufacture neurotransmitters out of. And neurotransmitters are little chemical messengers that we use everywhere in the body, but especially in the brain. So in the brain, things just have to go along these different pathways, going from cell to cell. Our whole body is about cellular communication. And that depends on the what kind of chemicals are on the surface of those cells and what the cells themselves are built out of. So omega-3 essential fatty acids are one of the best oils for our brain as well. We can get those from fish, from flax seed, from chia seed. Some of our different seeds and nuts have omega-3s in them. So those are going to be excellent building blocks for the brain as well. And uh, less of the processed carbohydrates. We want to minimize the sugars and the starchy foods so that we keep our blood sugar nicely balanced so that that's not deteriorating our brain. And I think that's a great recipe for keeping your brain healthy as we go through life. And so, yeah, and you were also mentioning just the fresh, yeah, vegetables and the fruits as well. Absolutely, yeah. And fruit, be a little moderate with fruit. Boy, we've been, you know, because of the sugar. Mm -hmm. I know. They're finding now that too much fruit can be very damaging, and that's really kind of a new finding. Fruit contains fruit sugar, which is called fructose, and in high concentrations, fructose can be even more harmful than white sugar to our bodies. So that is something that a lot of people don't realize. And one of the things I don't ever recommend is fruit juice juice because it's a highly concentrated sugar. Um, you'll be surprised at how sweet it tastes if you just put one ounce of fruit juice in a glass of water. So if you like fruit juice, do that instead hmm. of having a big glass of orange juice, which has maybe the, the juice of four or five oranges in one glass. And dilute and it. Exactly. You can dilute it. Um, diluting your grapefruit juice in some water is a nice, very refreshing beverage. You can even put some sparkling mineral water, kind of hmm. make it delicious that way. So, uh, But dilute that fruit juice. Don't overdo that. And maybe one or two servings a day of fruit for people is fine. But if you're doing five or six servings of fruit a day, it might end up being a little bit of a sugar overload. And I've even talked to people who've ended up gaining weight doing that. So so you want to write too much sugar. Exactly. What, um, what about avocados? Avocados are excellent for you. Wonderful fats in avocados. So definitely. I incorporate those in a lot of meals. I had some wonderful guacamole last night. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Love guacamole. And we're here in the capital, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the all of your um, ideas about the brain, the brain health and everything and the lifestyle. We talked about a little bit of exercise. And of course, it would depend on, you know, the age group. We're talking about so much about Alzheimer's and dementia now. So right. Um, right. it depends on, you know, again, the age group. So exercise moderately depending on how old you are. But. Correct. And, you know, check. But there are a lot of exercises that we can do. When I say exercise, you don't have to go to a gym and knock yourself out for an hour. You know, you can do just moderate exercise. And one of the things that I really like are called ankle weights. And you can pick them up at Target or any sporting goods store. And they're like little... Uh, 
strips that are filled with sand, hmm. and then they have Velcro strips on the ends, and you can wrap them around your wrists, you can wrap them around your ankles, of course, assuming that your legs and feet are healthy enough for that, but even just walking around the house with those on gives you some passive kind of exercise, because yeah. you're activating your muscles, uh, some of the biggest muscles on your body, so it's good for metabolism as well, or putting them on your arms and doing little arm lifts and things like that, which you could do while you're sitting and you know watching TV or reading a book, or I put them on my, when I take my walk every day, mm -hmm. the first part of my walk is downhill and I'll put them on my arms and do some arm exercises. And at the bottom of the hill, I put those little things around my ankles and walk uphill and that gives me a little bit more resistance. Oh. And it's amazing. They're only, you can get them in a one pound or one and a half pound or a two pound weight. Start slow, start with one pound. Yeah. You'll be amazed. Even after a couple of hours, you could feel it the next day in your legs. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. So, you know, easy exercise, yoga, find a really nice stretching relaxing yoga class, not crazy yoga, but yeah. <laughs> relaxing hatha yoga or yoga for seniors, things like that. Really good to keep our flexibility and to get our circulation moving. Excellent. Well, this is great information. And right now we have to take a quick break, but more on, on uh, brain health with Valerie in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with nutritional consultant Valerie Hall. And we're talking about brain health, and it's so important with everything going on out there we're hearing about and aging. And I heard that we need a lot more vitamin B for things like memory and stress management. Can you talk about those? Absolutely. You know, the B vitamins, for a long time we've known that if we were low in B12, it could really make us feel stressed out. So stress, mood, and memory actually have a lot to do with B vitamins. Mm. Vitamins were named all those years ago because these were essential nutrients, and if we are deficient in them, it can really lead to disease. And that's why vitamins were, uh, you know, amounts of vitamins and things like that were established in the very first place. So a lack of these B vitamins is a huge problem for the body and equally problematic. Many of the B vitamins forms that were used in years past were not being well used by us. So there's been this kind of a revolution in B vitamins and there have been some new forms that have been released just over the past couple of years and they call them coenzymated B vitamins, which means that they are converted into the form that the body needs so that the body itself 
itself doesn't have to do the conversion. And this is important because a lot of people were not converting well. So let's start with uh, folic acid. That's one that many of us are familiar with. It's often talked about in terms of pregnancy and how important that is for the baby. And that's very true. However, that's a really good microcosm of just what folic acid does. It helps us to replicate cells properly, replicate the DNA in our cells properly. So um, improper DNA mutations can be because of not enough of this folic acid. Folic acid is synthetic, however, and we have to convert it in our bodies into something called methylfolate. So what we ideally want to do with our folic acid, whether we're getting it from food or supplement sources, is add a methyl molecule to it. It only seems that half of the United States can do that properly. Hmm. So the other half who take folic acid are not getting the full benefits. In fact, they find now that over a third of elderly Americans have unconverted folic acid in their blood, and then it starts to cause problems and gum up the works. So we want this better coenzymated methylfolate. And whatever vitamin, multivitamin, or B complex that you're buying out there, get smarter about it and get a coenzymated one. Hmm. So the methylfolate is really important, not only for pregnancy, but also for mood. They find that low folate levels can really lead to a depressed mood. It's also really important for our heart health. It recycles homocysteine, which is one of those chemicals when that homocysteine gets too high, it's one of the markers for heart problems. So it helps us to keep that under control. And keeping our DNA healthy, it governs one-tenth of our DNA. So we have 20,000 different genes, 2,000 of those are governed by folic uh, methylfolate. So it's a big player out there, and it's a big player in uh, keeping our brain healthy and our memory healthy. They find now that one of the biggest common denominators for people with dementia is low folate. So it affects so many different things, not just our brain, but really big impact on our brain to get that better form of methylfolate. And one of the companies that I really like that's in Mother's Market that has an excellent B-complex and excellent multivitamins is called Ultra Laboratories. And their, their Emerald Laboratories is their brand that they use for their multiples and their B-complex. The B-complex is called Be Healthy, and then they have multiples for men and women and different age groups. So you have some really nice specific ones. For their multiples, they do as simple as a one-a-day for people who want real simplicity or you can do a two-a-day or a four-a-day. So they have a couple different versions available depending on how much uh, nutrient support that you feel you need. You know, for someone who eats a real healthy diet, maybe just the one-a-day is fine. But someone who needs extra support, maybe we're getting a little bit older, things like that, I, I take the four-a-day. I take two with breakfast and two with dinner. Hmm. So that methylfolate is in there. Another one that Americans were having a hard time converting was vitamin B12. The old form is called cyanocobalamin, and oh my goodness, they were using a cyanide molecule. I don't think I want to take that just on general principles. Um, and then now they have methylcobalamin. So again, the methyl form already added to it, so our body doesn't need to do anything extra. It's all ready to go. And that one's really instrumental for brain as well. You know, those two things, folate and B12, are some of the highest deficiencies, nutrient deficiencies around the world, and mm. certainly in the United States. And being low in either of those can mimic dementia. It may not actually be dementia, but it can really affect how well our memory can work if we are low in B12 
or folate. So keeping those, keeping our status good on those, I think is a big helper for a lot of things. And B12 is also known for its help with stress management. Hmm. All of these years I've studied nutrition, they always talked about how B vitamins need to be taken together. So if you're taking B12 for stress, it's gonna work much better if you are also taking a B complex so you get all of your different B vitamins because they really kind of work as a team. It's like um, if you've got a, you can't just win a Super Bowl with a quarterback. You need the whole team behind you. Right, right, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, exactly, you need everybody working together. So when I think back now on how many people weren't using their B vitamins very well, I think that a lot of people weren't getting the full spectrum or the full benefits that they could when they have it already in these usable forms. Uh, B2 has a more usable form as well, which is called R5P, and then B6 has a different form called P5P. And so those are all the coenzymated forms, and those are the ones that we can really utilize easily. When I found out about this folate problem and how many people have trouble with these conversions, I got a blood test. So um, it especially affects people of Western European descent. So Caucasians and Hispanic people are the ones who are most affected and most likely to not be able to convert their B vitamins very well. And so, okay. so yeah, so so I am of Western European descent. I'm Scottish, German, and English. So I had my blood test, and the, the blood test they look at is called the MTHFR test, methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. Woohoo! Whoa, that's a mouthful. <laughs> There's my five dollar word for the yeah. day. Um, and I inherited that from both sides of the family, from both my mom and dad. So I do not do. Uh, I do not convert folic acid very well. And so, you know, it's just a wonderful thing. I've been taking it now for a few years. One of the things that I noticed about taking this is that if when you get folate in your body that is usable, it really helps you with your sleep. Mm. And so I used to use tryptophan all the time mm-hmm. to go to sleep. And when I started using the methylfolate, I didn't need the tryptophan anymore. I just fall asleep mm. well and stay asleep. And it's, it's a wonderful thing for that, too. So it just affects so many different areas for us. And these new forms, I think, are just dynamic in what they can do. And, and this should be a B-complex or a multi that people can feel. You know, in these coenzymated forms, they should feel better energy and so forth. Uh, so we can really make uh, the best of our brain, keep it healthy as we go through life. I think that is, all of us want to do that. It's a, it's a really critical thing. So these coenzymated B vitamins just do a great job. By the way, most people don't need both a B complex and a multiple because multiple vitamins are a B complex with other things put in. So one or the other is usually adequate for people. Wow, this is really fascinating. And I guess um, a question that kind of came to mind when you talked about the coenzymated, mm-hmm. um, is it sort of like timed release? Is that- it's not timed release. It is um, the methyl group is added to the folate. Okay. So that's what our body should be doing. So it's already converted. I guess that's a better way of describing it okay. into the form that we need so that it's immediately usable for the body. Okay. And B vitamins tend to linger in the body somewhere around four or six hours. Oh, okay. There's another so, question. Yeah. So I really like taking them um, with breakfast and dinner, and that way you get a much fuller spectrum, a much longer time that they are active in the body. Okay. 
I do have a question about the um, that MTHFR. That yes. I thought that was really interesting when you talked about that um, and about that blood test. I guess that's... Yes, and that's commonly available um, in the doctor's office, but you pretty much have to ask for it because it's not something that's just being automatically done yet. I suspect that it will be in the future, that just like now that they found that so many people are deficient in vitamin D3, mm -hmm. it's a part of the blood panel now for everyone, and I think that that's eventually what's going to happen with this MTHFR. HFR, since it affects about half of the United States, they're going to start looking at that and hopefully recommending the better form for us. You know, if people don't have that gene mutation, mm -hmm. then they can use folic acid just fine. They okay. don't have that problem. But unless you have your genetics done or your blood work done to find out that, and if you are from uh, you know, Hispanic or Western European descent, and who knows, you know, I find it interesting that most of us don't know beyond two generations back in our family, yeah, you know, where we really come <laughs> from, and it's really interesting to watch these shows now where, and, and we have this great stuff like uh, Ancestry.com and stuff right. where we can just go back, and that's that's on my list of things to do. I'm going to do that for my birthday this year. I'm going to do the the 23andMe, the genetic testing, oh, as well yeah. as the Ancestry, and uh, really go back a little deeper into the family. I think that's just a fascinating thing. But we don't often know what our origins are unless we've had that kind of testing done. So I think it just makes sense for everyone to take the better form, um, and that way their bases are covered, and they're sure to be able to use these new coenzymes forms of B vitamins. Well, I think this is fascinating, and um, I appreciate you coming on to talk about that. And I think I think we should all try to, you know, again, be lifelong learners anyway. Exactly, a exactly. Idea. And a couple of other nutrients that are just great for the brain. Mm -hmm. um, there's one called PS, which stands for phosphatidylserine. And aren't we glad they just call it PS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> PS, let's remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, so PS is actually on the surface of all of the cells in our body. It's something that we make in the body already. And so it's... It helps the thoughts to jump from cell to cell, from neuron to neuron through the brain. So PS is another one, omega-3s and these wonderful coenzymated B vitamins give us a great recipe for a healthy brain. And vitamin E helps to protect the fatty parts of the body from oxidation, so vitamin E can be helpful too. I like the full spectrums of vitamin E. They now have, uh, there were four different tocopherols and four different tocotrienols, and so some of them now have all eight natural forms of vitamin E in them. And so those, uh, I think, are, are excellent choices as well. Well, great. I, I can't stop taking notes when, every time you are on. So <laughs> You a, get an A for note-taking here today, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Valerie, and we so appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again, as usual. But in the meantime, you can get some more information on Valerie and your website. It is ValerieHallNutrition.com and learn more about her natural approach to making us all healthier. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.